Almost a weekend and you don't know what to do Or you just need something fun to listen to Southside Pod! Yes, we're on the Southside air Pod. And the gang's all here, all things on the Southside We're listening to the Southside Pod Looking for the best Southside breweries Or you might just need an awesome place to eat Green, Blue Island, Beverly, pay listen, all sub to your tuned in to the Southside Pod. Southside Pod! Oklahoma, Midlothian, Old Fort Chicago Ridge, Flossmore, and Bridgeview, you're listening to Southside Pod! Is your kid working this summer, Mike? No, he's he's been unsex, unsuccessful what? at finding. He's been what? Say that again. <laughs> unsuccessful at <laughs> finding a job. What does that mean? What is unsexed? His whole life has been unsexed. What is unsexed? I haven't heard of. I've heard of married. So, you know. Listen, I've heard. <laughs> I've heard of so many crazy things in the last couple of years here in this country, but I have not heard of taking your teenage son and making him unsexed. What does that flag look like? <laughs> it's just a pole. There's no flag on it at all. It's just a <laughs> the ones he applied to didn't work out. Are your kids working? I, I, I what I did. I mean, well, my daughter wants. To. I'm, a, I'm in your daughter's employer. Yeah, you, you employer for babysitting. Once yeah, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna lose out a bit she now, goes, buddy. She Sorry. Goes, well, you know what? She's got a real thing. job. I would say She's this. Working for the man now. Bill is better than minimum wage. Okay, you have to be. Like she, she will give them like a, a like a reasonable. I think she tries to tell them ten but ten dollars an hour for babysitting. And he will just sit there high. and be like, no, 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 we're giving you it's a like bunch of They don't want to lose their babysitter. We give her 15 plus however much yeah. she spends on And then you dinner. leave extra. And, uh, yeah, you're, you're always tipping. And plays and, the machines and wins, yeah. she'll throw her yeah, extra. Yeah. Hey, I wanted <laughs> the she slots. Loses. Yeah, I right. wanted the slots. Here's an extra right. 50, kiddo. Like, yeah, she loves it when you guys win big. Yeah, she does really well. She comes home, she's like, Dad, Dad, I've got all the gas money for the month and your car insurance money, and I get the money. That's what I. That's what happens when you win. I get the money. But she's going to be working uh, at a burger joint in town, and then she's going to, she, like, like just work in the register, I would imagine, whatever. Nice. My son goes up to the Culver's in Evergreen Park. Yeah. Over by there, you know. And he gets... He gets offered the job, and the guy goes, we need help in the front and in the back. And he goes, what do you mean in the back? And he goes, well, do you want to learn how to cook? You know, the back. And he was like, yep. So this kid is going to learn how to cook burgers. And, you know, what else? They got the cheese curds over there yep. and the fries yeah, and everything else like that. Right, yeah. So he's going to, they're going to teach him how to cook. Know how to slab the butter on the buns? The yeah. butter burger? Butter he's going to be making all the stuff in the back. And, like, I mean, like, they deep fry the chicken when they do things. Yeah. They deep fry okay. the fish. They do everything, like, fresh for what I've seen in like the commercials. Cream. So he's got, like, this whole thing of training. This is the eight-year-old? No, yeah. no, yeah. this is the 15 year old. Oh, okay. We, we adopted permit. all the same labor laws as all those permit. southern states. That's the funny thing. I guess at 15, you get this work permit, you yeah. can start working a little bit earlier. Yeah, so right. he's going to be, he's got a work permit and he's going to be up there. He's going to be working all summer long. What is minimum wage nowadays? 13 bucks. It's, that's the state minimum wage. Yeah. Right? What, what, what else? Well, means the city's anything? different. Yeah. Why? The, what the is city it? City Chicago is like 15. Now. Okay. So here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Tell me if this makes sense to you. My daughter, and I'm not going to say who she was working for because I don't want to embarrass them, but she's working for, well, no, who cares? She's yeah. working for the Archdiocese of Chicago. She's working over yeah, at the church. this is not going to be one of their big problems. No, no, right she's going to be working. Yeah, they got bigger problems. <laughs> <laughs> the Archdiocese of Chicago has bigger problems than what I'm going to bring up right now. Okay. <laughs> she goes and works over at the rectory, and they try to tell her that in Evergreen Park, 
minimum wage is nine bucks. And she goes, yeah, but the state minimum wage is 13. Yeah, but that doesn't count. No, it never goes lower. And I was like, sweetheart, that's not how this works. Wow. Whichever one is the highest is what you get. They don't get to just sit there and say, because you live on such and such street, you make less money. You get the state minimum wage no matter what. Now, she put up with it. She went over there and she worked all year during the school year and she liked it and whatever. But I mean, then she comes to me and she goes, I got a different job and they're paying me minimum wage. I'm like, guess which one is your primary job? Yeah. It's that one. In fact, they're paying her more. They're paying her. Why I want to say she have an issue they're paying with her this? 15 and it's $13 minimum wage and the place she got is 15 an hour. And I'm like, you don't work at the with for the archdiocese on any day that the place is paying you 15 an hour right. says they want you to work. You're just there for extra money if you really want to work at the right. other place. That's what I was like. But I thought that was hysterical that they looked at a teenager and said, That's in this church, little right? one mile That's by one church. mile, the church. And the thing is, the paycheck comes straight from the Archdiocese of Chicago. Jesus signs it. No, he does not <laughs> sign it. He does not sign Nobody it. Nobody turns it into real money, so nice. We can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind Cause your friends don't dance And if they don't dance well There ain't no no friends of mine Ain't no friends of mine No friends There ain't no friends No Got no friends. Ain't no friends. Ain't no friends of yours. No friends. No friends. No friends. No friends. No friends. I saw something where the new drummer of Foo Fighters was playing so fast that. Dave Grohl screwed up the song and was laughing hysterically. Like they were live streaming something and, and, and they couldn't keep up. And you could see all the band members trying to play Monkey Wrench. And yes, they couldn't it was Monkey keep, Wrench and he was. Right. And he was going so oh, fast, so they're fast. looking at each other and wording like, what the F at each other. What's, and then Dave Grohl tries to sing it and he can't keep up and he just bursts out laughing. What's his band going to be called when Dave Grohl's girlfriend kills him? <laughs> Southside Pod is brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions. Named one of the Southland's best the last couple years in a row, and uh, they're up for it again. They're going to get it. You also have Express Service now. Know what you want. See the cost right on the website. Order and schedule on-site immediately for quick service. You heard the ad at the beginning of the show. Bowing walls, window wells, foundation crack repair, anything that has to do with keeping water out of your basement, protecting your foundation, reach out to them anytime, 24-7-708-330-4466. Your basement's best defense is at familydry.com. Mike's still trying to, to figure out what you were saying there. He's got a perplexed look on his face. I used, yeah, to have some, put it together. I used to have somebody who came well, he's on my... married. No, 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 no. He's talking about how Kurt Cobain was murdered by Courtney Love. That's what he's trying and to say. created Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's so what he's trying to say. New Drummers Band. That's what he's trying to say. Dave Grohl I used, to have, a psychic that, I used to have a psychic that would come on and would tell me on my radio show that they were convinced that Courtney Love had killed... I'm Kurt Cobain. Aren't we all? And I would let that person say it because then when my program director was like, we're going to get sued, I'd be like, I didn't say it. The guest said it. I mean, I believe it, but the guest said it. I never said it.
I've seen all kinds of weird stuff on that. Like people claim that the handwriting's different as you go through the letter. I don't know if that's true or not. He starts out talking about how he's going to break up the band at the beginning of the suicide note. And then like it's filled in the rest of the way with like all this stuff about like <laughs> he wants to kill himself, but it's in different handwriting. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've, I've allegedly read that several times. Two months earlier yeah. before he died. And then, suddenly, and then suddenly she went from being somebody that looked like the, like a meth head from a Simpsons cartoon to somebody that's all of a sudden star- starring in the Larry Flint movie. And she's all glamorous and she has like her own band and makes a ton of money. It was weird. It was weird how that happened Good for her. You know, my, Listen, if I let Billy Corgan write a bunch of songs for me, I can make a hit record, too. I'd kill so. myself, too. <laughs> my uncle was a homicide detective with Chicago Police, okay? And he had the greatest last name. His last name was Kill. His name was Mike Kill. My name's Mike, Mike Kill. Kill. Homicide I, detective. I know, like, that's Pat, a dude, movie. That's a TV that's show. Crazy, that's a crazy, right? lawyer and it's, Pat Lawless. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, so anyway, I remember I was talking to him one day, and he goes, if you want to know who murdered somebody, and you don't know anything about the case... Nine times out of ten, it's whoever made the most amount of money off of the person's death. Dave so Grohl. then right away I looked at him and I was like, so Puff Daddy became famous and made a ton of money after Biggie Smalls yeah. and Tupac died. He goes, Interesting. Puff Daddy did it. Like, like he doesn't know. Like right away, that was his instinct. And I'm like, Courtney Love had a whole career after uh, Kurt Cobain killed himself. Courtney Love killed him. Like that's how he would look at it. Like he would look at it and be like, probably. You still got to prove it. But most likely, if you follow the money, you're always going to get the. You're Occam's, always going to find the razor, right? If you know who benefited the most from the murder, if you can't solve the murder, wait five years. Say who benefited the most. Go back at the case, and you're, you're likely going to find them. So, by the way, if I suddenly die tragically, okay, right. and and Bill launches How a podcast, how am I going to make any money on his podcast death. career? Bill becomes a successful right. podcaster. He murdered. It ain't going to be me launching a successful that podcast. Is gonna happen, though. That isn't going to happen though, because Bill would be like, "I hate podcasting. I don't even know why I do this." Yeah. It's now time for your Southside Pod Word on the Street, brought to you by the brand new Spoken Vine Wine Bar and Bottle Shop at 95th and Kedzie. We just did a feature there. You can listen to it on the most recent episode of Southside Pod, anywhere podcasts can be found, and always at southsidepod.com. And at some point, I'll put the video up, although I hate how I look in this video. Like, sometimes I do the YouTube videos, and I'm like, oh, Chris, you should have worn a hat. I'll get it up there, though. Check out the bacon dates and the meatballs that they put out. Incredible. Big menu there as well. Anyway, before we get to what's going on this weekend, I want you to mark down a couple of dates. Our good friend John Streets with those artisan markets has a few of them coming up as July moves on. On the 22nd of July, they're out in Tinley Park at Sound Growler's Anniversary. A ticketed event, live music, rain or shine. Sound Growler is turning six and what better way to celebrate than with a sick night of music. Saturday the 22nd at 5 p.m. Wraith, Coke Goat, Choke Setter, These Beast, and Bongzilla. I think those are bands. You get your tickets through Eventbrite, and John's got his artisans showing up as well. Then the next day, you're going to Hailstorm Brewing, one of my favorite breweries on all the South Side. The flurry of Makers Artisan Market will be there on the 23rd. Inside, outside, Scratch Made Kitchen will be serving up food, wide variety of craft beer from the brewery, and you will be able to peruse through about 20 different artists and their wares. You can go do a little shopping, have a beer, 11 a.m. until 5 p.m. on the 23rd. At Hailstorm this weekend, Eric Butler is playing Friday night 
John McDonough live music on Saturday night, both of them on from 6 to 9 p.m. Also, on Friday night, 7 p.m. the 7th, rocking the deck at the Hometown VFW. This electric land band serves up a tasty mix from Grace and Janice to Dolores and Pink. On Saturday, the 8th, 6 p.m., live music, one of these nights out at the Forge, 1001 Main Street in Lamont. They are the premier Eagles tribute band, and they will be at North America's largest outdoor adventure park in Lamont. Get your tickets at lamontdowntown.com. Southside Pod listeners, get to SidSauce.net. The peppers grown on the south side. The sauce is developed here, delivered to your door, at least most of you. The rest of you, they'll ship it to you. The only hot sauce we use here in this house and at this bar. See more at SidSauce.net. Also on Saturday, 9 p.m. until 1 a.m., the Thirsty Beaver in Crestwood. That is quite a bar at 5599 127th Street. Kicked out a choir returns to the beaver. And if that is not enough live music for you this weekend, on Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m., a free summer concert, the Neverly Brothers will be in Klein Park in Evergreen Park at 97th and Homan. That's your Southside Pod bulletin board. If you have something for us, reach out through southsidepod.com. We're joking about the podcasting and the idea that if I die, who will take over and reap the rewards? But in all seriousness, I just recently did a class uh, in front of a library here on the South Side. I had about 25 people, and I was talking about, well, how do you how do you start a podcast? And one of the things that we do here at the Broadcast Basement, which produces South Side Pod and Socks in the Basement and many other podcasts, we teach people how to podcast. We let them use the studio. If you've ever thought about it, you can check it out. You can also listen to some advice. There's a podcast called Podcasting for a Living produced out of this nine-foot homemade oak bar, and we try to pass around every bit of knowledge about how to podcast to you. We also get some great guests that come in and chat, and I wanted to kind of share one of them that recently was on Podcasting for a Living, our old friend James Van Osdell of Q101 and many other radio stations around Chicagoland fame, stopped in to join us, and here is what he had to say about Chicago radio and what it's like out on your own podcasting here. I I was wondering today on my way here, are there people in radio actually doing interviews anymore? Like, I don't think so. I can't tell you the last time, especially on FM radio, that I heard someone do a live interview. It doesn't happen. Yeah, they used to used to get them on the afternoon drive, right? Like in mornings, between, afternoons. So, yeah, but I, the afternoon drive guy at least was doing an interview or two a week, if not every day, if he was in a bigger market with some band. Yeah, right. Like by the way, in a five o'clock hour during this, we're going to sit down and talk with you know Fuel. Or we're exactly. going to have this. The Pumpkins are going to be on or whatever like that. They're going to be stopping by the studio. You don't see that. And you're right. Morning drive. I don't hear a lot of interviews anymore. And certainly not in the other day parts, which are the other moments during the day i mean i worked nights at q101 when i started and i would have bands in all the time and they stop in before or after their shows in town and it would be live it would be chaotic and not quite focused and it was awesome but i learned a lot from that right now podcasters have an edge on broadcasters in that they know how to manage through that stuff better than the the pros do i went and talked at uh, columbia uh, college here in mm-hmm. Chicago after Dan I graduated Levy, there after da- oh you did yeah. oh, so I walked in and like I the, uh, and when I said I never went there 
everybody in the class looked at me like there was something wrong with me. It was kind of funny. Like I was like, I'm from Chicago. I was in radio for like over a decade and I never, I've never been here. And they all looked at me like I was nuts. And I was like, yeah, I went down to university of Illinois and my path was a little bit different how I got on the air. But when I was sitting there talking to them, cause Dan Levy, who's, uh, was on this show that used uh, a couple episodes with him. Uh, he had invited me to come talk to his students about what I do with my podcasting company. He, he sat there and he pointed out at some point, he was like, these kids now do podcast as a precursor to get on the radio because there's not as many internship jobs. And oh, it's no. very hard to get yourself on at two o'clock in the morning now. And instead, forget two o'clock in the morning. There are no live jocks after 7 p.m. So it's terrible. Yeah. So forget radio's done. I just radio's not a career path. <laughs> I, I, I'm not I saying that. It. To no, be you're snarky. right. I felt that way for years. It is not a career path. I, it's AM radio is one foot in the grave at this point because you know Ford just announced that they're not putting AM radios in the majority of its upcoming cars, not just electric vehicles, cars, period. Wow. Tesla already took AM radio out. So the AM band's about to completely lose all remaining relevance. I don't know what happens to doomsday prepper ads. They'll have to find a new place. But if AM is that easy to yank, what's the future of FM? Yeah, eventually it's going to be podcast. People are going to be hitting a little screen and they're going to have all their stuff pre-programmed 100%. in. 100%. Yeah. It is not a career path anymore. It was fun while it lasted. Thanks, FM. But no, it's done. I was lucky I got in when I did. Me, Me too. too. That was fun. But now now it's over. And now you're in a now you're in a marketplace where you have to fight against everything. I mean, think about it. Yeah. Radio, radio was one of the only games in town when we were doing radio. You could It was TV, but TV couldn't be in your car. Right. right? I, I, remember, I remember when they came, Lee Abrams at a conference in Minnesota at the Conclave stood up in front of everybody and said, we're going to launch a satellite. We're going to call it XM. And everybody laughed him out of the room. He was standing inside of a bar trying to convince radio DJs to leave their FM or AM stations to go to XM. And they were like, how are you going to do local traffic? Radio will never die because we can do local traffic. Guess what? It, it's been figured out. Yeah. There's no reason for people to have to sit down and listen in the car. But back then there wasn't much competition. Now you're competing for people's attention against videos and TikTokers and, and other podcasters. How do you approach it? When you sit down and talk, think about your audience and where you want to put your content, where do you want to put it and how do you catch eyes? Well, I think it was really important for me to develop a video strategy. And it was something when I started, you know, nine years ago, it wasn't as apparent because podcasting was as strictly defined an audio medium. So it didn't even occur to me. Uh, over time, it became clear that the people who listened to the podcast wanted to see the guests I was talking to. They wanted to see us spill food as we were doing interviews in the front seat of the car. They wanted to see pasta sauce dribble down Jim Peterick of Survivor's coat as, as we're talking. I mean, <laughs> that was that was really important. So video, I think, is key. And the way I, I currently approach it is I publish the long form episodes on YouTube and Facebook. And for each interview episode I do, I cut out one or two clips and I share them as more digestible teases to what is in each episode. And I put those out on Instagram and TikTok. But that's how I fight for eyeballs. Now, the, the other question that's kind of tucked into this is the question of building audience. And I, I would like to urge aspiring, newer podcasters to not get too hung up on numbers out of the gate, not, not for a while. Take the audience you have, find ways to keep them happy, and grow from there. 
again, small groups of highly interested people. You're not going to have five-figure numbers out of the gate. And if you do, awesome, start selling right now. You're going to have slow a slow build. So figure out who that audience is, engage with them on social, on the platform that's most appropriate for your show, and keep them happy. That's it. And just keep growing from there. Make that small group fiercely loyal. That's the benefit of podcasting. That's the beauty of podcasting. When you're talking to someone on a podcast, it is such an intimate relationship. They're probably listening on their earbuds. They're probably listening in their home office by themselves. It, it is you and them. It is one-on-one. Keep developing that relationship you've created. I think the thing that drives me nuts is that I go, and I've told this to Podbean, who hosts the majority of the shows mm-hmm. on my network. I, I run one or two shows through Anchor Spotify or Spotify okay. Podcast or whatever. Now, they Spotify took over Anchor in the last week or so, right. okay, which I think was just, they always really owned it. And now they've just made it something right. else. But most of them are through Podbean. And since I have the network and the downloads that I have with all the shows, I can get on the phone with them. So I'll have a conversation with somebody in there and I'll start picking their brain about like, what do these numbers mean? What is really a download? Why did this happen? And one of the things that I've told them that I hate is that I wish the landing page to do my work didn't show me my numbers immediately because I would like to ignore them for a couple of weeks. Because think about this, when you had an Arbitron ratings book or whatever it was, it was keeping track of who was listening to your station or your show. I didn't find out except once every three months. I wasn't every day going, oh my goodness, we're down 10% from yesterday. It would drive you crazy. This is what I'm saying. And I hope I can convey this to people listening. Don't get hung up on the numbers. Get hung up on being the best possible you there is. You did Chicago Podcast Day. I did, which was a one day, um, like eight seminar presentation at a business incubator, incubator in Chicago called 2112. It was really cool. I thought, awesome. I, I thought it was a really neat day and I was honored that you you asked me to come and participate in it. And I, I had a blast at it and I made a lot of connections coming out of it. And I and I know you knew a lot of the people that were there and some you had just kind of met a little bit. It was the first mm-hmm. time we met face to face. And and so what did you take out of it as somebody who, you know, you put the entire thing together, you bring these people in. I would imagine everybody you brought in to talk was speaking on something that you found interesting so when you put something together like that, like what did you walk out of an event like that learning? And are yeah. those kind of events beneficial to podcasters to go to? Well, I put the panels together based on what I thought people might be interested in. It, it wasn't so much what I wanted to learn or know. I, I wanted someone who had a curiosity or passing interest in podcasting to look at that lineup and think, oh, this is beneficial to me. I can walk out of here and have some sort of knowledge or ammunition to kick things off on my own. What I learned from that is there's still so much that needs to be demystified about podcasting. There's not a really clear roadmap for someone who wants to get into it. And in fact, it can seem kind of overwhelming. You mentioned Podbean. Well, I'm on Libsyn, but hey, what about Anchor? Just questions like that can be prohibitive to someone who just wants to easily slide into podcasting. So I think my big takeaway was just How do we make this easier so that we can continue to grow this community of creators? Because the more of us doing it, the more knowledge we're sharing, the more best practices we can bounce off one another, and the better the medium can become, and the less relevant things like AM and FM radio can be. Yeah, and and one thing that I kind of took from it was everything that's working for me doesn't mean that there isn't something I haven't even discovered yet. Like, that's what I, like, I have things that are working for me, but then I would hear somebody talk about something, and I'd be like, ah. 
I hadn't even, I, that hadn't even crossed my mind. I feel like that's one of the purposes behind what I'm doing here and sitting down with people like you and, and, and putting this out to people is the idea that like, there's just so much out there and it's so scattered. I mean, it's not organized like any other media, right? It's not like a television is, they have their way of gathering their numbers and everybody can see themselves on a ranking somewhere. It's not, it's not like where you. And every show is this specific length. It has to be in these specific time lengths. Right. Yeah. In this format. Instead, what you're doing is you're experimenting and you're trying to figure out what do your people like. As a creator, as a podcaster, give yourself the permission to change course. Give yourself permission to audible if something doesn't work or make sense. That's the beauty of the medium. All right. Car con carne. C-A-R-C-O-N-C-A-R-N-E dot com. Does it have, oh, it's got a website. See, that's oh. what it's got to have. They all got to have websites. Oh, dude, you should check out my website because not only do I do the podcast, every Tuesday and Thursday, I feature a brand new song from a local band. I like that. You've seen the void there that that's missing as well in the area. Oh, my God. Local radio used to do that. Now they don't. So now oh, it's I, I can, I can talk, talk for <laughs> hours on that topic. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thanks, Chris. It's kind of cool to hear from a guy like James Van Osdell. He's been on the show a couple of times. Him talking about podcasting. A lot more guys like him talking about it at Podcasting for a Living, exclusively on Spotify, out of the broadcast basement. More details on what we do here as well at broadcastbasement.com. Now, I may know about podcasting. I am not very good with money. That's why I go to Tom Walsh, your Edward Jones financial advisor. He's got a get-to-know-you approach, a do-the-right-thing attitude. He takes care of my money. He takes care of Bill's money. And Mike is just not very smart. I get all kinds of updates. I can call anytime I have a question. He's been doing it for over two decades, and he wants to help you as well, no matter where you are at in your retirement, the beginning, the middle, or the end, or if you're not even sure, he's going to tell you where you're at. Trust me. 3201 West 111th Street. That's right on the corner of 111th and Kedzie. Tom Walsh, your Edward Jones financial advisor. And it's good to have a guy that you can plan things with because, you know, you, n- you never know. You never know where life's going to go. I uh, I felt old yesterday. Just finally? Yeah, you should have felt old for the last 10 years. No, but I felt really Money. old yesterday. Explain. Doctor calls me up. And tells your me, doctor actually calls he tells you. You. that's how bad you are. Your doctor, that's how bad it old. was. That's, what, that's, <laughs> that's how what bad says. it was. The doctor calls me up and tells me that, like, they did like a scan because for some reason my blood pressure's been up a little bit. And I blame my wife. Okay. <laughs> but my blood pressure's been up a little bit. And I've lost 20 pounds in the last month because I'm like, I got to take care of myself. And so I went in there and I told Still him, Still on exercise. Um, no, I am exercise. I'm lifting Whoa. weights. Lifting weights and I'm Wall and I'm curls. and I'm doing walks and everything. No, no, no. Like lifting real weights. I'm lifting real weights down the morning. Told myself walk, I had to get better. Down to the bar now instead of driving. Wow, <laughs> wow. I used to stop. I used to get to the top of the stairs and I scooch my butt down the, the stairs. <laughs> now you actually <laughs> walk. I love how he's pretending that's a joke, but it's real. <laughs> 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 I, I got a visual on I, it too, which I hate incredible. you so much. I hate it's you incredible. so much. I was he wearing so shorts or pants? I hate you so much. I've, I've, I'm just I made him in some tiny whiteies. Yeah. <laughs> I I can use that word. I'm Italian. So anyway, I, so the doctor calls, the doctor calls up. And what he says, is he goes, they did, they did a a cat scan because he wanted to see what was going on. He goes, here's the good news. The good news is everything, everything looks good, (laughs) except where the bad news is. 
The bad news is I have one artery that has a little bit of plaque in it. He only has one artery. You got to brush that. Yeah, you can't get the plaque out. That's how that works. He's like, if you take this medication, you're going to be healthy as a horse. When you get to be 65 years old, you'll be healthier than most of the 65-year-olds. Because what he said was, it's a preventative thing. He's like, if you don't do anything, you're probably going to have a heart attack in 20 years. You're going to be good for the next 10 to 15 for sure. And it's somewhere between the 15 to 25 mark, you're going to have a heart attack. So I go, what did I do wrong? He goes, you didn't do anything wrong. You're sitting somewhere around the 75th percentile of all men. Solid C. Right. work. He goes, most guys you meet have worse than you. My wife looked at me and she goes, well, how do we help? And I said, well, you could just stop. Shut the f*** up. (laughs) (laughs) You want to keep me alive? (laughs) You're done. You don't get to speak anymore. (laughs) But I just... Every time you open your mouth, it starts now. Every time you open your mouth, I get closer to death. Look at my cholesterol points. I got a meter. Every time you talk, the meter goes up. You should probably stop making those bacon smoothies too. Yeah, that's the big problem. It's the South Side. It's the South Side. It's South Side Pod. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the South Side. Y'all come back now, you hear?